following post on Lion's Lair, BigLion.blog. Original post date, August 31st, 2020. God's Coming Punishment on the Country of Israel, Part 2. In my passage entitled, Last Day's Country of Israel According to Prophetic Scripture, I describe the current day land and people of Israel and how it is nowhere close to the land and people of Israel that will be in the soon coming Millennial Kingdom. The problem is simple and is readily apparent. As a society, they do not worship the one true God, Jesus Christ. Instead, they worship the adversary, that is, the Antichrist Chaldean system of false foreign gods and various associated idols. As a result, they break God's covenant and engage in numerous sinful, wicked behaviors. It is clearly evident in Scripture that God becomes furious with last day's country of Israel. It is also obvious that he will pour out his wrath on the people of the land. If you want a good understanding of the scale of God's anger toward and punishment of Israel in the last days, consider what he says below. Quote, Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, says the Lord God. End quote. Ezekiel 14.14 14. Quote, even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, my heart would not go out to this people. Send them away from me. Let them go. End quote. Jeremiah 15.1 The wrath that is soon coming against the country of Israel will have some similar elements of the original Babylonian invasion, but will be much larger and more significant in scope and scale. It will be multifaceted with a variety of elements of God's punishment administered by Israel's Antichrist Chaldean enemies. God's Four Dreadful Judgments In addressing His judgment, God frequently mentions the sword, famine, plague, and wild beasts at the same time. In fact, God calls these His Four Severe Judgments, Ezekiel 14.21, for obvious reasons. They all lead to death, even large-scale death, especially when they all come against a nation and its people at one time. At the opening of the fourth seal in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, the rider on the pale horse, called Death, gives power to, quote-unquote, them, over a fourth of the earth, to kill with these four judgments. In this passage, I will address each of these judgments in its separate section as follows. The sword, famine, pestilence, plague, wild beasts. To begin, the following table shows the relative interrelatedness of these judgments in relation to the sword as given in several cases in Scripture, and as they apply specifically to Judah or the country of Israel in the last days. The table is entitled, Interrelatedness of God's Four Severe Judgments on Last Days Israel. Row 1. Death by the sword for people who are in the field, combined with death for people by famine who are in the city. Scriptural reference, Jeremiah 18.18. 18. Row 2. Death by the sword for people who are outside of the walls, combined with death for people by famine or plague who are inside the walls. Scriptural reference, Ezekiel 5.12. Row 3. 
death by the sword for people who are near, combined with death for people by plague for one who is far away, and for death by people by famine for one who remains. Ezekiel 6.12 Row 4 Death by the sword for people who are in the country, combined with death for people by famine and plague who are in the city. Scriptural reference Ezekiel 7.15 Row 5 Death by the sword for people who are outside of the city or quote-unquote without combined with death for people by famine and plague who are inside the city. Ezekiel 7.15 Row 6 Death by the sword for people who are quote-unquote in the ruins combined with death for people by beasts who are in the open fields or by plague for those who are in forts and caves. Ezekiel 33:27. Overall, I will describe in the section below the sword administered in the land that will be throughout one end of Judah to the other. That is the country of Israel. In general, however, when looking at the table above, it appears that death by the sword may be somewhat more common in rural and country areas, whereas death by famine and plague may be slightly more likely in populated urban areas. I will address the famine, plague, and wild beast modes of punishment in their own separate sections of this passage after I address the sword in more detail below. The Sword God frequently mentions judgment coming on Israel via the sword. In speaking of the last day's time period, Jesus himself says about Judah, they will fall by the sword. Luke 21:24. The coming sword against Israel in the last days can be seen as representing conventional means of warfare in our current day. Conceptually, Perhaps the best representation we have of the sword as a tool of God's judgment is the description we are given in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 21. This is a very good description of God's sword of judgment designed against Judah that is sharpened, polished, made to flash like lightning, and is prepared for slaughter. Judah's, the country of Israel's leaders and its people, will recognize when this last day's sword of God is in the hands of their enemies and scripture says that when they do, their hearts will melt and their knees will become as weak as water. Ezekiel 7, 17. God's sword of punishment will sweep through the land of Israel. In the book of Jeremiah, we learn, quote, The spoilers are come upon all high places through the wilderness, for the sword of the Lord shall devour from one end of the land even unto the other end of the land. No flesh shall have peace. End quote. Jeremiah 12, 12. Quote, I will send a sword till I have consumed them. End quote. Jeremiah 9, 16. Quote, 
I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies. End quote. Jeremiah 19.7 Attackers from the north. God's sword of judgment against Israel in the last days is wielded by the nations out of the north. Of course, we have biblical precedent with the original Babylonian siege of Judah, followed by Judah's subsequent exile and captivity. This time it appears that the attacker will again come from the north, a mighty ancient nation. It appears that Jeremiah's prayer in chapter 10 will be applicable to our last day's time period as well. In part of it, he says, quote, The noise of the report has come, and a great commotion out of the north country. End quote. Jeremiah 10.22 It might be assumed that the worldwide Antichrist Chaldean rulers, collectively, are highly influential in controlling these invading nations and their military power due to their level of infiltration in powerful, high positions in these countries' political and military offices. So, the last day's sword is a primary means of God's punishment against Judah, the country of Israel, that can be seen as a conventional type weapon of the Antichrist Chaldeans. The country of Israel surrounded. Scripture indicates that the country of Israel will be surrounded and placed under siege by its attackers. Jesus remarked in the book of Luke, verse 21-20, when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. This will be somewhat of a repeat of the original Babylonian invasion, where we are told the Chaldeans came against Jerusalem and, quote, pitched against it and built forts against it roundabout, end quote, Jeremiah 52, 9. Scriptures describing this last day's siege against Judah, country of Israel, are as follows, quote, they surround her like men guarding a field, because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. End quote. Jeremiah 4, 17. Quote, you will fall by the sword, and I will execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel. End quote. Jeremiah eleven ten. Obviously, these enemy armies will also eventually encroach inside Israel's borders at some point because we see evidence of coming broad-based destruction and desolation, including mass killing, plundering, and famine, all of which are described in separate sections below. Israel's military power neutralized. It appears in Scripture that the Israeli military, as powerful as it is, will not have the will or capability to fight back, or even to return fire upon foreign army invasion. In addition to their country's massive transgressions being exposed, justifying punishment, another reason they will not fight is because the Antichrist Chaldeans are already in control of their military, just as they are with other nations. Judas, the country of Israel's defense forces, will be found to be full of their own traitors who are pledged to cooperate with global leaders' plans instead of defending their own people. Following scriptures show that Israel's military will be rendered virtually powerless. Quote, They have blown the trumpet, even to make all ready, but none goeth to the battle, for my wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. End quote. Ezekiel 7, 14. Quote, your men will fall by the sword, your warriors in battle, end quote, Isaiah 325. Israel and its military will be a 
quote-unquote house divided because Antichrist forces will have succeeded in their infiltration. Some go into exile while fleeing the sword. The attacking force from the north will cause many Israeli citizens to try and escape in the last days. Given conditions and the scorn upon the country of Israel's nation and its people, I cannot imagine there will be many places to be exiled to. Meanwhile, those successful in fleeing will be fugitives and refugees. In their escape from the enemy's sword, some Israelis will flee to cities into the surrounding countryside in Israel, and God will spare a few. The following scriptures describe this. Quote, The whole city shall flee for the noise of the horsemen and the bowmen. They shall go into the thickets and climb up upon the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken, and not a man dwell therein. End quote. Jeremiah 4.29 But they that escape of them shall escape, and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning, every one for his own iniquity. End quote. Ezekiel 7.16 Among Israeli survivors, the rest will be scattered. Even these, God says, will be, quote-unquote, scattered to the wind and, quote-unquote, as stubble that passeth away on the wind, end quote. Jeremiah thirteen twenty four. Some who flee will be taken captive. Many of those who are spared from the sword by fleeing will still be delivered into the hands of foreigners, the Chaldeans. Jesus said survivors will be, quote-unquote, taken as prisoners to all the nations during this time. Luke 21-24 Those who end up in other countries as destinations will have time to reflect and learn about their own transgressions as well as those of their former country. Scripture says, quote, But I will leave a few men of them from the sword, from the famine, and from the pestilence, that they may declare all their abominations among the heathen, whither they come, and they shall know that I am the Lord. End quote. Ezekiel twelve sixteen. Quote, and I will scatter thee among the heathen, and disperse thee in the countries, and will consume thy filthiness out of thee. End quote. Ezekiel twenty two fifteen. The scattering, exiling, and captivity of just a few survivors from the land of Israel is a consequence of God essentially forsaking and forgetting this branch of his disobedient people in today's Judah, country of Israel. This may be a carryover from ancient days when God originally handed over Judah to its enemies due to their disobedience and corruption, especially as is described in the book of Jeremiah. Meanwhile, Survivors of a last day's invasion will deal with an everlasting reproach. And God says, quote unquote, I will cast you out of my presence. Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine. Famine. Famine is another weapon of punishment from among those God calls his four severe judgments. Famine is represented by the rider on the black horse in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, upon the opening of the third seal. In Ezekiel 5.12, those in last days Judah, country of Israel, are warned that one-third will die by either the plague or by the famine. God says, quote, 
Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. End quote. Isaiah 5.13 As I alluded to in the section above, about the sword, it appears that the country of Israel will be surrounded and under siege by enemy armies. It is likely that these armies will cut off food supply to the country. This will be by design, by God. He says directly to Judah in Scripture, I will cut off your supply of food, quote-unquote, Ezekiel 14.16. God also says through the prophet Isaiah, referring to the country's food supply, quote, for behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay and the staff, the whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water. End quote. Isaiah 3, 1. Famine will be so bad in the last days country of Israel that Scripture says its people will eat the flesh of their own family members and friends. Food Production Limited Wartime conditions in last day's Judah, country of Israel, will make food-producing fields virtually desolate. I will address this further in part three of this series. Those few fields that remain productive will be seized as part of the enemy's plunder. Scripture says, quote-unquote, he assigns our fields to traitors. Micah 2.4 Meanwhile, unproductive and unfruitful Fields in Israel's last days are described by the following scripture. Quote, Yea, ten acres of a vineyard shall yield but one bath, and the seed of an omer shall yield only an ephah. End quote. Isaiah 5.10 Another likely cause of unproductive fields within Israel will be some kind of dry weather or drought conditions. As part of God's age-old judgment, Scripture indicates that he will withhold rain from some places. We are told that, quote-unquote, the land dries up and wastes away, Isaiah 33, 9. Food and water will not even be available for nobles' consumption. Quote, and their nobles have sent their little ones to the waters. They came to the pits and found no water. They returned with their vessels empty. They were ashamed and confounded and covered their heads. Because the ground is chapped, for there was no rain in the earth, the plowmen were ashamed, they covered their heads. End quote. Jeremiah 14, 3-4 Finally, we learn in several places in Scripture that many animals will die as well, presumably including both food-producing ones and those typically for consumption. Causes of death for animals will likely be the same as those for citizens i.e. famine, pestilence, wild beast attacks, etc. Plague, pestilence. Plague, another one of God's four severe judgments, also pointed to by Jesus as an end-time sign. It will lead to many deaths inside Israel in the last days. Parentheses. Recall from above, one-third will die from plague or famine inside Israel. That was Ezekiel 5.12, in, in parentheses. It will be widespread and far-reaching. In the book of Ezekiel 5.17, God says plague and bloodshed will, quote-unquote, sweep through you. Plague is one of God's most dreadful judgments is confirmed in Scripture in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3. 
A powerful picture of Jesus' coming judgment shows how pestilence will come as one of his primary weapons. Quote, Before him went the pestilence, and burning coals went forth at his feet. End quote. Habakkuk 3, 5. Those who will die of the plague, as summarized in the table at the beginning of this passage, are those far away, in forts and caves, inside the walls, inhabitants of the city of Jerusalem, etc. As I noted in the section above, it appears plague and pestilence will affect the animals of the land as well, which in turn contribute to the famine of the land. Wild Beasts Also, as mentioned earlier in this passage, wild beasts are also commonly associated with the other aforementioned major death-causing conditions of the sword, famine, and plague. While it may be hard to imagine it happening, especially in a modern, developed society like Israel, once bodies lie refuse on the, on the ground from killing and other deaths, and subsequently remain unburied by family members, as we are told will happen, then wild beasts will be attracted. Quote, and the carcasses of this people shall be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for beasts of the earth, and none shall fray them away. End quote. Jeremiah 6.33 And I will appoint over them four kinds, says the Lord, the sword to slay, and the dogs to tear, and the fowls of the heaven, and the beasts of the earth, to devour and destroy. End quote. Jeremiah 15.3 Wild beasts roaming through the land in wartime will make it that much more treacherous. Certain subpopulations, such as those who live in rural areas, children, and domesticated animals, will likely also become prey. God calls the aforementioned punishments addressed in this passage his four severe judgments, very likely because they lead to numerous casualties. It goes without saying that the nature of the punishments that will come upon Judah, the country of Israel, are those that fit Judah's, Israel's, and its citizens' crimes that will be uncovered. God tells us that they will be judged according to the conduct of their own actions. Isaiah 24, 14 The severity of judgment on the country of Israel in the last days cannot be overstated. Only a small remnant of the land of Judah or the country of Israel will survive and escape. Israel's destruction will otherwise be like that of Sodom and Gomorrah. Speaking of, Scripture says, quote, The people shall be like the burning of lime, like thorns cut up. They shall be burned in the fire. End quote. Isaiah 33.12 Bodies will lie refuse on the ground, as I have mentioned, as food for the beasts, and as carcasses like, quote-unquote, dung upon the open field. End quote. In my next passage, part three, I will address the remaining elements of God, God's multifaceted punishment on Judah, the country of Israel, in the last days. Grace and peace. Lion's lair. Big lion dot blog.